All right, open your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 1. You mean amen when you get there? Got this thing up here. Let's look at this real quick. The mark of an effective church is not how many people come, but how many people who live differently as a result of having been there. Amen? How many know that's the truth? It's not, it's, not, it's not the amount of people. Today we have a lot of churches that have a lot of people. If we had a lot of people here, it, it was a thousand people here, it wouldn't matter if we weren't leaving different than when we came in. If we weren't becoming more like the Bible, amen, and being more like Christ. So let's read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves now as we begin to read this next verse i want you to think about the world we live in today men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful and unholy unloving unforgiving slanderers without self-control brutal despisers of good traitors headstrong haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god now as we continue to read this stay there how many know that the bible was not written to people these these verses here in second timothy first corinthians galatians philippians and colossians those those verses were not written to the world they were written to who to the church so he's saying that church people can be like this we already know the world's like that. He's talking about church people. Okay, so he says that they would be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And watch this. This is what I really want you to see. Having a form of godliness, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, of such people, stay away. Think about that word, having a form of godliness. Now I'm walking around with my necklace on so that everybody can see it. I have a form, not of godliness, but a form of an action figure. I don't know who this action figure is. I don't know anything about this action figure. If there were some kids out here, they might. Matter of fact, I grabbed this from the nursery. But I wanted to put this on because a lot of people wear a cross just like I'm wearing this. And there's nothing wrong with wearing a cross. But a lot of people wear a cross and they know about as much about the cross and about Jesus as I do about this action figure. But they wear it with some sense of religion, some sense of, of power, some sense of whatever, and think that by wearing that cross that they're good. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. I was talking to this guy that I've known for several years now, and uh, he's a barber, and one day I asked him, I said, what is your story? I know he doesn't go to church. I said, what's your deal? Why don't you go to church? Why don't, what, I know his, he said his wife, family goes. He says, I've just been around too many people who say they're Christians, but don't live what they say. And, and I told him, you know what, I respect you for saying that. And I respect the way you're thinking. 
I respect you for that. You're very right. And we know today that most atheists are atheists because, not because of just how they were raised, but because of people who said they were Christians and either treated them a certain way or acted a certain way or whatever. And they said, if that's being a Christian, I'll believe in no God. How many can say amen? And so we, we, we need to understand tonight that this walk that we're in is about fruits. This walk that we're in is about living what we preach and walking what we talk. And I thought about, the, if you were taking notes, that's not the title because that's a long one, okay? But you might have wrote that down. But I want just simply to put religion versus relationship. Okay, religion versus relationship. I was watching a Texas Rangers game the other day, and one of the players had a cross on. He was batting, and I thought to myself, I wonder if that guy actually knows anything about God. He might. I'm not saying that everybody that wears a cross doesn't know anything. I'm just saying there's a whole lot of people that wear a cross that don't. And some people know about the Bible, but they don't know the author of the Bible. And, and let me give you this example, just so you can kind of understand where I'm trying to go with this. God wants to have this relationship with us, not religion. And, and he wants us to, to know him, not about him. He wants us to have love for him, not rituals. He wants us to have a relationship with him, not religion. And I'm going to re read a few things in a minute to break that down. But here's an example. Do I have anybody here that likes to fish? I'm raising my hand because I'm asking the question. I'm not that one. But I'm sure it's fun. But if you like to fish, and I'm going to say if I like to fish, here's the example. A person who is religious is in church on Sunday listening to the pastor talk about God thinking about fishing. You with me? A religious person is in church listening to the word of God and about God, but he's thinking about fishing. But a relationship person is out fishing thinking about God. Now, not on Sunday when he's supposed to be in church, but he's, he's thinking about God. When, when, when people are religious, they think about God when, at religious moments, in a service, at a funeral, at a prayer meeting, whatever. But relig relationship people think about God in everything. And I'm going to talk about this some more Sunday, but this is just a tie to a, a beginning thought that we too many times, and remember when I say we, I'm always saying that just as general, general church. We are so bad about making God revolve around our world. We're, we're, we, we are just so bad about saying, God, I'll give you this little bit of time right here. And if you can move in this slot, then have your way. Instead of living a life that says, God, I'm going to revolve my entire life and everything I am around you. That's relationship. Spending time with God. Amen. And so we see there in the Bible that this is not something new. And, and when we become religious, we become lovers of pleasure more than we become lovers of God. And so we can have a form of godliness, but deny the power that is there. Go quickly, if you would, to the book of Luke, chapter 11. And I want to read some of Jesus' words. And I want you to understand that Jesus here is not talking to um, people 
that the world kind of looks as like super, super religious in the sense of, of just what they wear and everything, but he was attacking the very attitude of religion. And if, you, if you're here tonight and you might, you might be kind of new coming or new in the Lord and you might be thinking, I thought religion was good. They told me to find religion. Whoever told you to find religion was not the right person. Amen? You don't need to find religion. You need to find relationship. Amen? You, you, you don't have a good marriage unless you have a good relationship there. You don't have a good relationship with your kids unless there's time spent together. Amen? It's not about having a picture of the family on the wall that looks good. It's about spending time with them and building relationships. It's not about having a crucifix on the wall or around your neck. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. It's not about knowing the, the Bible. It's about knowing the author of the Bible. Amen? It's about really understanding that there's more than just showing up and that goes so far as we go to Luke in a second this goes so far to where it's our attitude of how we worship it's our attitude of how we think it's our attitude of how we act and and everything and and as I continue to preach I just want you to keep staring at this little action figure that I know nothing about but I just believe that there's a connection here I just I just think if I wear it long enough I might become like him he is pretty cool looking He's got a big old club in his left hand and a sword in his right hand. Man, he's a warrior. So I believe that if I, I might even wear this tomorrow and the next day after that, I might even go play basketball with it on or something. And I'll just destroy everybody because I've got it on and, and there's a connection. And I think that's what some people think sometimes. If I wear that cross, man, Jesus is with me. But it's religion. And again, I'm not attacking wearing a cross. I'm attacking wearing a cross thinking that that makes you somebody. Showing up to church doesn't make you a believer or a Christian or have a relationship with God any more than it does you becoming a car when you sit in a garage. Amen? You're not just somebody because you're at a certain place. You're somebody because you know somebody. How many know we could pick up our cell phones right now and we could think, man, it sure would be nice to talk to somebody powerful and rich. First of all, you don't have their phone number. I know about a lot of people but I don't know their number. If I can't call them on the phone, I don't have a relationship with them. And no matter how powerful they are, I can't get anything from them. And I say, I know that person. I know that person. I know that person. If you can't call them, you don't really know them. Amen? And we know tonight that because of the blood of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice Jesus made for us, he destroyed religion and he did everything we need to be done and we have a direct line tonight to Jesus Christ, amen? We, we have access to the throne of grace because of what Jesus did in our lives. And we're gonna talk about the difference between religion and true relationship tonight. But look what Jesus says in Luke 11. I love when he breaks it down like this, verse 37. He says, as he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. And he went in and sat down to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. And the Lord said, now, you Pharisees, make the outside of the cup and dish clean. But your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. Foolish ones. Did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But rather give alms of such things as you have, then indeed all these things are clean 
to you. When you talk about giving alms, he's saying giving of themselves. He's saying if you would put yourself in the cup, if you would stop worrying so much about what the exterior looks like and really let me come in, how many know that tonight if you have a relationship with Jesus, that's what you really realized. If you stuck around long enough and didn't run back out to the world, and you obviously did because you're here, or you stuck around long enough to begin to hear another message and another message, and then you started saying, man, I'm going to come back another service and hear something else, that as you began to do that, God began to break down the walls of religion to you, and you began to realize God doesn't just want me to quote scriptures. God wants me to know him. He doesn't want me just to be able to quote some, some thing and throw it out there. He wants me to know him. And, and, I, and I always go back to the, to the relationship we have in our families and marriages and with kids and everything. That I, I've always, this is the simplest thing, but it's, it's the most profound at the same time. If I wrote down what I wanted to tell my wife and said the same thing to her every day, that would get old. Even if it was nice. Even if it was beautiful. Can you imagine every single day saying the exact same thing? Can you imagine even coming to church and every person you see, every time you see them, they say the exact same thing every time? There's, that's, that's, that's religion. Relationship means that it's coming from here. Not from my action figure, from here. From the heart. It's, it, the words that proceed out of my mouth are coming from my heart. These Pharisees, all they knew how to do was say, wow, that man just came in here to be with us. And instead of seeing that he was the son of God, all they saw is that what his hands were dirty. That's what church does. That's what religion does. People can come in from the outside and be dirty spiritually or physically. And people look at them and judge them before they ever even get a chance to know them. And, and, and religion says, oh, man, that person's like this. And we put them in a box. We, we categorize them. And we never even get to know them. That's religion. Amen. And they looked at Jesus and said, he's got dirty hands. Yet he was the son of God. Jesus could walk into some churches and they'd kick him out. Amen. He wouldn't be welcome there because he would come in in a way that tests the hearts of the people. Read on a little more. Woe to you, Pharisees, verse 42, for you have, you have tithed mint and rue and all manners of herbs and passed by justice and the love of God. How many know that God is more in, impressed by justice and love than the things we do? I mean, it doesn't do you any good to bring an offering or pay your tithes if you do it with a horrible attitude. God doesn't want it like that. He wants obedience better than sacrifice. He wants you to be, be a cheerful giver. He wants you to give out of the love of your heart. And he wants you to come to church out of the love of your heart. And he wants you to praise him out of the love of your heart. And he wants you to tell people about him out of the love of your heart. And he wants you to do, build relationships with other people out of the love of your heart. And if we ever get to that place, maybe someone's here tonight and you're at that place where you're here because you know you're supposed to be here. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just means you need to change. It just means you need to change something we all get there at different times. We become religious. We show up because we know it's Wednesday night. And I should be in church. And there's a good silver lining to that commitment. But the attitude behind why we come is way more important to God. And that's what he's destroying here. He's saying you're doing the right things. But 
That's not the effective mark of a true church. Is that we just do the right things. That we sing the right songs. That we they say the right things. The effective mark of a church is that we live differently as a result of coming. Amen? Keep reading with me. Woe to you Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogues and, gre- and greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. It's so funny because they always said Jesus was Jesus just love. He's loving right here, but he's saying it pretty straightforward. You hypocrites, you are like graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. How many know that there's a generation today of people who have been churched? Churched. If you get out there and talk to enough people, they're either going like zombies or they're not going because they don't want to be around zombies. If you really get to talk to them, a lot of times some of the people that you see out there doing some of the craziest things are people who were raised in church or raised with the right the right religion raised with a with a fear of god so to speak but no one ever taught them relationship no one ever taught them that you should work out your own salvation with fear and trembling that you should get to know god for yourself because a lot of times what we do is we start learning christianese we start learning how to say the right words at the right time and it sounds great except it doesn't affect people who don't know jesus right you know it's really not let me give you some thought tonight it's really not really that as as important i don't say at all as important tonight what all of us think about each other as it is what people outside of these walls think about us think about that it's really not as important It, it, it matters we should treat each other in a great way but if we have a good rapport with the church but the world doesn't want to have anything to do with us and they think that we're hypocrites what good are we doing come on let that marinate i'm not saying that in a mean way i'm just saying are we walking out of church living differently as a mark of a healthy church amen and then he goes on to say some more in those following verses to some lawyers and a lot of it's the same thing not that it's not important but i don't want to go there tonight i want you to go to close tonight to second of uh, second john Sorry, uh, yeah, Second John. And as you're getting there, I want you to, if you're taking notes, to write these things down. The difference, just to, to get, really give you an understanding of what the difference is between religion and relationship, in case you don't know. Here's some things to think about. Religion. I'm going to give you a goal of religion. The goal of religion is to reach out to God. Okay, to reach out to God. Religion kind of makes you think that that God's just just a little bit further away than you can reach that's what religion will make you think why why do you say that because religion is always placing steps before you and it's almost like if I do ABC and D is next they change it before D comes and then it's E or it's back to B because you're chasing God 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 wants to be found so we're reaching out to God. Religion is reaching and, and searching and trying to be good enough to get to him. And we try to work our way into heaven through religion. 
try to work our way. It's works. It's works-based. Someone was telling me this week that they were talking to somebody and they said, what, what, is the, what is the purpose of your life? It was coming off that message we preached. And they said, I want to be a good person. So their goal in life is to be a good person. And that's, that's not a bad goal. But if you're talking about in God, that's religious. Because no matter how good you are, you're never going to get to God by your goodness. So the goal of religion is to reach out to God and to try to work your way into heaven. Now, to not forget the other one, I'm going to go parallel. And here's the difference. Here's the personal relationship, how we get salvation through Jesus Christ. Religion says reach out and work your way to heaven. Salvation and personal relationship says trust fully in Jesus and live to please him. I don't, have to, I don't have to get to him. If I believe in him, I'm his. And now I'm living to please him. I'm not living in a way to make God love me. Come on, somebody, get this. It's Wednesday night. I'm not living in a way to make God love me because God already loved me so much that he gave his only son. So I'm not trying to earn God's love. I'm trying to please God. Religion says earn love relationship says please God okay here's the next thing how do we do that how do we reach out to God with religion how do we work our way into heaven now as we're saying these things if any of these things fit the shoe wear it and and get rid of it be like oh that that fit and then get rid of it because there's going to be some areas in here that are going to that are going to hit us like a nerve amen you ever hit your elbow and or ever stubbed your toe? Or ever cut your fingernails too short? All those nerve endings there hurt so bad when you cut your fingernails too short. That, that happens with the word of God. The effective church is having the nerves touched on them sometimes. Saying, ooh, that hurt. But we don't run and leave. We run to Jesus and get closer. It touches us. It teaches us. It grows us. So the means of religion is this. Diligent service and works diligent about our service and our works okay but we're doing that we should do good works as relationship but in religion you're doing it with this watch this with the hopes of a reward in heaven religion tells you that you do that to hopefully get a reward in heaven because if you really look at the religious system there's really no way to make sure we were good enough to be sure we're there for sure anyways ever thought about that if if you're talking to somebody who believes not whether it's in jesus or out if it's another religion it doesn't matter those that believe in works are in dangerous ground because i always say if you're in that place where you 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 truly believe with all your heart that it's if you do more good than you do bad that you get to heaven wouldn't that be horrible to get up there and have done 1,000 good things and 999 or sorry 1,000 bad things and 999 good and miss heaven by one thing there's no guarantee. You're hoping, religion's hoping to be seen by God and hoping to be good enough and hoping to make it. Here's what relationship does. It confesses its sins, it repents, it yields to Jesus, and it knows it's in good standing with God. I'm not hoping to get to heaven. I know that as long as I'm confessing my sins and yielding to Jesus, I'm going to heaven. I know I'm not good enough to get there anyways, so I'm not depending on my good works to get there. 
I'm depending on my yielding to the Holy Spirit every time I do something wrong and then I say, Lord, I'm sorry for that. And I know because of the relationship that we have, God wants me to go to heaven more than I want to go to heaven. God wants me to be there with him more than I want to be there with him. Amen? Because he loves me. He's my father. He's your father. He wants to spend time with us. He wants us to make heaven our home. He's not up there going, all right, let me see if I can sweep through and, and, and do the rapture when the least amount of people are ready. He wants the most amount of people to be in heaven. Can you say amen? Here's another one. People do it through power. So good, honest effort through self-determination. Religion is good, honest effort through self-determination. I can do this. I can be good enough. I can work hard. I can, I can love people. I can help people across the street. I can feed people. I can do this. Relationship says, I can do this through Christ who gives me the strength to do it. Relationships, I can do this by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a big difference. And the last one is control. Control is very necessary in religion because we have to have self-control. We have to be self-motivated. We got to get out there and make sure that today I'm better than I was yesterday and I do more good than I did yesterday because I'm making sure that I'm in good standing with God. The control of relationship says, Father, I don't have any control. I, I give my life to you. I let you control it. And through the power of your Holy Spirit, I can have self-control. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, I can have self-control. You give me the power to say no to sin. But I'm not depending on my own power. How many know when you're depending on your own power, you're going to fail 99 out of 100 times? Now here's the result. We're going to finish in 2 second, second John in a second. Here's the result. Religion and relationship. The results of religion are this. Apathy. Failure. Chronic guilt. Chronic guilt and eternal separation from God. That's the results of religion. Got a lot of people who, who are trying to get there and live in constant condemnation. Because something deep inside them says, I'm not good enough, but this is what they told me. Something deep inside it says, I can't do this. I can't get to heaven. But then they say, but they told me. This is what I got to do. And you know what? How many know some religious people in the world that don't even know what they told them? <laughs> they don't even know that. They can't even pass that test. I mean, you start going to talking to people in religion, and not just religion, also Christians who have the cross around their neck. What does that mean to you? I don't know, but my friend has it. And I see God moving in his life. Yeah, but what, what's his name? I don't know. I, they just told me to wear it. And I could just pray to it whenever I wanted. And he would give me power. You know, I'm not going to name churches or religions, but there's, there's people. When I was in Costa Rica, we'd go to this church and, to visit, to show people, not to worship. And there'd be this big rock where water flowed. And at one time, 
a super being had appeared there. And because that super being, I'm, not, I'm trying to be very general, had appeared there, that water was holy. Even though it was just tube water from the, from the hose coming through the ground, coming from wherever water comes from, it was holy. And people would wash their faces in it. And they'd fill up gallons of water and they'd take it home and they would drink it and they would put it on their kids. And then there was this wall of all kinds of little things of metal and one was a foot and one was an arm and one was a head and one was a leg and whatever that body part represented, they would grab it and they would pray over it. And they believed that through what they were taught that that was going to heal their child or that water was going to do something. And listen, biblically, that's just like me saying, if I pray hard enough holding this action figure, I will be strong and I can defeat anybody. There's just as much power in that as there is in me doing this. Just as much. Because it depends on me. It's on me. And, and, and you know what we've done? You know what the world's done? The world has caused us to have to have something to look at. Some article of affection. Something that we can grab onto and say, this is the power. But Jesus says, I want you to worship me in spirit and in truth. And, and we saw that with Thomas. Thomas said, here's the article of affection. Thomas said, I'll believe if I can touch it. Some people will believe if they can, they've got, it's just got, there's got to be something there. God doesn't work like that. He says, I want you to believe without even seeing me. I want you to believe that that, that mountain can move without seeing it move. I want you to speak of those things that are not as though they were. That's relationship. Religion says, here it is. This is it right here. Bow to this, pray to this, do this, go there, say this, say that, and then hope that you're good enough to get in. And at the end of the day, you live in constant guilt and constant wonder. Did I do it? Did I do enough? Here's, here's the results of relationship. Love, joy, peace, freedom, victory, power, eternal life in heaven. How many know that that word peace is enough to go over everything else we just talked about. How many have found the peace of the Lord, amen, that goes beyond everything else we just talked about? Just something that says at the end of the day, I know that I am not good enough, but God demonstrated his love in me that while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. And I don't have to depend on how good or bad I am. I have to depend on what he is and who he was and what he did. And my faith is 100% in that. And I have a relationship with him. That's what God wants. Man's way, I'm closing with this. Man's way to reach God is religion. Man's way to reach God is religion. Now, if you're confused here tonight and you're saying, why am I even here at church then? Don't, don't get it twisted. We're not talking about coming to church. This can be a religious act. But this doesn't save you. This doesn't save you being at church. But let me tell you something. You stop coming for long enough, you're going to go back to the way you used to be. God established it that we would come together. God established that iron would sharpen iron. God established that we would not forsake the assembling together. God established that we would not be lone rangers. But God also wants this, that the mark of us would be that when we walk out the doors, we're living a different life than when we came in. 
that today, if I've been saved six months, a year, or ten years, I am better in God's relationship with me than I was when I came in. I might have came in with a really big head knowledge of what to do and what what prayers to quote and the things to say and the songs to sing but now I realize sometimes I might come in and I don't know any of the words and I don't know I don't know what they're going to pray about and I didn't even understand the message but I came in with this heart that said God I'm hungry tonight and I'm thirsty for you and I want to be in your presence and I'm going to lift my hand even though I don't understand what's going on I'm here because I love you no one made me come I came because I wanted to that's relationship See, in a relationship, we might be, you might be as husband and wife get to a place where you don't even know what to say, but you just say, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry from a heartfelt sorry goes a long way when you don't know what to say. Right? I'm sorry. God, I'm, I came because I need help tonight, and you know that. I'm, I'm here, and I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do, but I'm here. And God says, I love it. He's in the right place. She's in the right place. I can do something here. So man's way to reach God is religion. God's way to reach man is Jesus. God's way to reach man is Jesus. Now, if you've never heard me say this, this is, this is the amazing thing about the Gospels. Religion is going up. Religion is trying somehow. Like I said, can you imagine like physically trying to reach heaven in your works and just thinking, what if I come up short? Really, really just act like you don't know anything tonight. And I tell you, the way you're going to get to heaven tonight is if you're good enough. The way you're going to get to heaven tonight is if you're faithful enough. And I just start listing all this stuff, and you start really buying in. But it, by the end of the thought, you say, Mike, but, but, but what if I'm that much short and I don't quite get there? That's scary. And so religion says A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, G, and all the way up the ladder, and step, 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 steps, and this is what you got to do, and he's, all these things, reach, 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 and God says, no, I don't want you to come up here. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to go down there where you're at. That's the gospel. Man tries to go up. God says, I'm coming down. Think about this. Don't miss this. If you don't get anything else, get this. What if we miss God in that transition? Let that simmer for a second. What if we miss God in that transition? He's coming down, and we're trying to go up, and we miss him. Isn't that what we just saw in Luke? Jesus is rebuking them because he walks into the room to be with them. He goes into their place where they're at, and instead of them saying, Jesus, thank, we are so humbled that you have come in here to be with us. We are so amazed that you, that you want to sit with us. Here's, here's a seat. Sit down. Here's some food. Instead of doing all that, they said, your hands are dirty. And they missed him. The Pharisees killed him because they were looking for that, that king that would be on a throne. And they would have all this amazing apparel on but he was common with everybody else doing miracles and rebuking them for being like that. So man's going up and Jesus is coming down. Man's way to God is religion. God's way to reach man is Jesus, period. If you add, listen, if you add anything to Jesus, it's religion. Let me say that again. If you add anything to, but, but, no. If you add anything to to Jesus it's religion anything anything Jesus 
is the relationship. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No man comes unto the Father except through me. Let's close in 2 John, or 1 John, chapter 2. And I'm going to ask uh, just Kristen and Parker to come, if you would. 1 John, chapter 2. You there? I'm not sure if I've gotten all this yet, so get this. If you're hearing it going, I'm not sure if I've captured all this. I think I got it, but just get this right here. Verse 15. Don't love the world or the things in the world. I'm going to go slow on this because I really need you to get this. How do I know if I'm religious? Because if you still love the world, you're religious. I don't care how many scriptures you quote. I don't care how good your attendance is at church. I don't, how faith, I don't care how faithful you are in your giving. If you love the world, you're religious. Think about this. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all, watch this, for all, verse 16, for all that is in the world... The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away. And the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. He who does, now you say does, we think does, and that connects to works. No, he who loves the Father, he who does the will of the Father, who obeys his commands. And see, we think, okay, I'm still trying to grab this. Well, Jesus broke it down and made it simple. Every time you get confused, just go read the Bible and read Jesus' words, because he always simplifies what the world tries to make difficult. I can't quote the Ten Commandments. You don't have to. Because Jesus said all the commandments are summed up in one. That you love your neighbor as yourself. Love. Love. It's not religion. It's relationship. Do you love God? Or do you love the world? I tell you tonight, I love God. And I want less of the world and more of God every day of my life. Because the world is passing away. How many believe that tonight? The world is passing away every single day. And the great thing about a relationship with God is that I can be in love with Him and be at total peace in the midst of absolute chaos. That doesn't happen in religion. Let's stand tonight. I'm going to be the first one to lay down my religion tonight. I'm dropping him at the altar. I'm not going to try to be like him anymore. I hope you got the idea behind that at least. 
wearing something, doing something I know nothing about. We need to know the word, guys. We need to study the scriptures to show ourselves approved. We don't just come and say, hey, I was there. We come to learn. We come to grow. We come to be changed and to be transformed tonight. Amen.